Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The Breakfast Brief on Money FM 89.3. Money of M89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. We're going to take a look at some headlines investors will be paying attention to this morning. No Ryan Huang today. He's on leave for two days because he's hosting the OCBC Emerging Enterprise Awards. So we have Willie Kang. Hey, hey. Hello, hello. Good morning, everyone. It has been a while. How are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm great. <laughs> and, you know, while you're away, there's so many things happening around the world. And if you just look across the causeway that elections, the general elections that happen on Saturday... We were supposed to get some kind of clarity yesterday, but the king over there has extended the deadline to today, 2 p.m. Yep. Let's talk a little bit about the impact of these elections and these delays on the Malaysian stock market. Yeah, I mean, if you see, I mean, if you see earlier, Malaysia KLCI has actually fell by 18 points or 1.2% to 1431 from last Thursday close of 1449. So a lot of these stocks, like your casino resort operator, your breweries oh, okay. have all been down and really the reason why I think a lot of analysts have actually cautioned like the forming of a new government could show sort of a high regulatory risk especially for sin sectors that are sort of dependent on policy implementation okay. so, so for example the licenses of numbers of forecast operators might not be renewed in some states controlled by say the one of the component party of the PN coalition right so as a result, you know, you can see like shares of casino and resort operator Genting Malaysia. They have mm. plunged as much as 11%. So that's the most in more than two years. You also have their parent, Genting Bahad, drop as much as 10%. While at the same time, lottery equipment provider Sports Total mm. was set for its one of its lowest trading levels since 1993. So on top of that, you have wow. also the brewers like uh, Heineken Malaysia and Carlsberg Brewery. So these are sort of the favorite kind of income stocks. They have also sort of dropped as well. Do you have any, I mean, you talked about how market analysts were cautioning that forming the government uh, could see higher regulatory risks. Anything else with regard to the analyst front, any one speaking out in particular worth mentioning? Yeah, I mean, if we look at um, CGS CIMB Securities, head of Malaysia Malaysia Research, she said that banks, gaming, construction and brewery sectors would see generally negative share price reactions. So if a PN-led government was formed, on the other hand, if let's say both the PN and PH-led governments will be positive for consumer, pharmaceutical and infrastructure spending in Sarawak. Of course, at the same time, CGSIMB Securities, they sort of anticipate that the market will sort of react negatively and there are also concerns that there there could be, I mean, political infighting may happen again after forming the new government. Mm -mm, That's always likely. Let's take a look at the current standing for parties. Remember, this is a race to amass a minimum of 112 parliament seats. And of course, the parties involved have to present their ideas or present their parties and majority 2pm today to Mm. the king. Yep. So currently the standing for the three leading coalitions, so initially was four down to three. Mm. We have the Pakatan Harapan, which is led by Anwar Ibrahim. Right now he has control of 82 seats. And then you have the Perikatan National, mm-hmm. which is led by the former Prime Minister Maidin Yassin, so 73 seats. So they are two having the tussle to form the government. That's why there was this delay because they are actually going out to actually 
garner more seats, you know, from the other parties as well. And then, of course, lastly, you have the Barisan National, which is led by Ismail Sabri Yaakob, mm-hmm. which has only 30 seats. So these are currently the three standing parties. But of course, the tussle is really between Pakatan Harapan and Perikatan National. Yeah, we're um, hearing reports that Wainin Yasin already has sorted that out and will present later today at 2pm. As for Anwar Ibrahim, he'll probably need all of Barisan National to join him in order to get that majority. But again, these reports that are unconfirmed is just is going around. We'll, we'll wait for the concrete evidence at 2pm later yep. today. An interesting one this morning, I think late last night we already saw reports of this. Bob Eger has returned to Disney taking over the guy that he appointed to take over him <laughs> in the first place. Yeah, I mean, this really came as a surprise. I mean, Disney shares have really been disappointing you know, mm. over the last two years. But that's because of all the park closures and all that, right? Yeah, I think on one hand, you could actually sort of push the blame to the pandemic. But at the yeah. same time, coincidentally, you also have Bob Chappell, you know, just running the whole thing during the pandemic itself. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, if you see Bob Chappell, when he was CEO as Disney, you know, not only he sort of struggled to actually bring the shares up and the profits up as well, but he was also sort of mired in some of the internal right. employee disputes. And on top of that, it also upset Disney employees with sort of how he handled the don't say gay law in Florida. Right. Uh, and that's right, exactly right. where the Walt Disney theme park is located. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. a couple of issues there that he's got to deal with. Well, the axis already begin to wheel because apparently they've already replaced Karim Daniel, who is the right-hand man of Bob Chappelle, right? This on the back of Aga announcing it via a memo to employees. So he's doing this thing called exact words, right? New structure that puts more decision-making back in the hands of the creative teams and rationalizes costs. It'll be interesting to try and read into what he means by that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for Eger, he served as Disney CEO for 15 years. Mm. And mm. one thing great about him is during his time, he has, you know, built a lot for Disney. You know, yeah, he has, of course. Disney has acquired many film studios, for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. especially Marvel. So that yeah. brought back a lot of the Avengers franchises. Yes. Yeah. On top of that, he also actually launched Shanghai Disneyland. And of course, the streaming services, right? You have Disney, Disney Plus, Plus and yeah. ESPN Plus. So yeah. I think it's very interesting to watch out for in this case, you know, how Disney would actually might potentially pivot back to, you know, the great business again. Of, yeah, you yeah. Know, the- I mean, save hands, right? If you think <laughs> about it, he's been there for 15 years or was there for 15 years. Willie, very quickly, take us through what to expect, what to watch out for today. Yep. So for today's calendar, there are two main things here. Number one is the Singapore GDP number. So that's okay. something which would be tracked closely. Forecast for its third quarter year on year will be about 4.2%, okay. which compared to the actual numbers was 4.4% previously. And then of course, you have the third quarter GDP numbers, quarter on quarter, which is 1.3%. So these are mm. both of the forecast numbers. This will be closely watched for today. Okay. Another one would be sort of big retail week. This week, you have many retailers reporting earnings, sort of including Best Buy, Mm. Nordstrom, Dollar Tree. They are all reporting quarterly on tonight. So I think it will be interesting to actually watch out for amidst all the inflationary numbers and, of course, the year-end shopping spree. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, Willie. Willie returns at 7.35 for the finance update. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.